Welcome to the Thought Leader Revolution with Nikki Ballou. Join the revolution. There's never been a better time in history to speak your truth, find your freedom, and make your fortune. Each week, we interview the world's top thought leaders and learn the secrets of how they built a six to seven figure practice. This episode has been brought to you by eCircleAcademy.com, the proven system to add six to seven figures a year to your thought leader practice. Welcome to another exciting episode of the podcast, The Thought Leader Revolution. I'm your host, Nikki Ballou. Boy, do we have an exciting podcast lined up for you today. Today's episode is Thought Leader Nuggets number 88, and it is based on my brand new book with Perry Wong, How to Create a Million Dollar Year Income, a priceless guide for coaches, consultants, insurance agents, sales professionals, and anyone with a big dream. And we're going into chapter eight, Activity Knowledge. Here's a couple great quotes for you. Thinking will not overcome fear, but action will. W. Clement Stone. Hard work spotlights the character of people. Some turn up their sleeves, some turn up their noses, and some don't turn up at all. Sam Ewing. You can have the best mentors, read the best books, and acquire the best education in the world, but none of that will help you achieve success unless you repeatedly use what you've learned from them. You need to apply your know-how through activity. That's why W. Clement Stone called this step activity knowledge. It's all about apply, 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 do, do, do. If you're in sales and you're not applying your knowledge by making sales appointments and having conversations with real people who have the problem that your offer or product solves, you will not be successful. Activity knowledge is one of, is the most critical of the three ingredients of success because it is what allows you to apply know-how. You must apply know-how or you will never succeed. The only way to have activity knowledge is through continuous repetition and ongoing perfect practice. Activity knowledge is also a habit. Habits are developed through continuous repetition. Robin Sharma, the best-selling author of the book, The Monk Who Sold His Ferrari, in his research has discovered that it takes a minimum of 66 days of continuous daily repetition to create what he calls automaticity. That's when a habit becomes automatic and you no longer need to think about doing it because you are hardwired to do it. We believe that you should seek to create automaticity in your application of activity knowledge. Why? Because automaticity is what will ensure that you are continuously repeating the things you need to do to become and stay successful. Remember, all changes, as Robin likes to say, hard at first, messy in the middle, and gorgeous at the end. You need to be willing to apply your know-how and turn it into a habit if you're committed to real change and massive success. Perfect practice will help you acquire know-how through activity knowledge, but it's not enough just to practice your new habit. You must engage in perfect practice so you're doing the right things in the right way every time. What's the definition of perfect practice? Simple. It's doing the right thing the same way every single time. It's not reinventing the wheel. It's taking the same action, saying the same things, and finessing the same way every single time. Perfect practice takes time. It doesn't happen overnight. You must practice your technique until it becomes second nature to you. 66 days is the minimum amount of time this will take. It's all about creating a habit, the right habit, through the principle of automaticity. It's like learning how to ride a bicycle. You can't learn it from reading a book or watching a video. You must actually make a decision, take action, and get on a bike. 
When you first jump on a bike, you're going to fall down. You don't yet understand balance in a practical way, and it takes practice to get it right. The very first time you get it right is an unforgettable experience. You feel free and alive, like anything's possible at that moment. You're fully present in that moment, and nothing else matters. You will never experience that incredible high if you quit before you have a chance to have success at riding a bicycle. Activity knowledge is very much like this. It requires you to be willing to be bad before you can be good at what you've chosen to do. This is the hard part of the change. Riding a bicycle at the beginning requires you to fall, get bruised, bleed, and hurt. In this way, it's a lot like sales. But once you figure it out, all that goes away and you're enjoying the unbelievable sense of aliveness that comes from mastering what once seemed impossible to you. This is when change becomes gorgeous. The story of Wayne Gretzky, the greatest hockey player of all time, the GOAT himself, illustrates this powerfully. He learned how to skate in a rink in his father's backyard. When he had school, he would practice before and after school every day. Usually, it was dark when he finally went inside. On the days he did not have school, he'd practice 12 to 14 hours a day. All the moves that seemed so natural to him were really born of repetition and practice. And not just practice, but perfect practice. As a professional hockey player, Gretzky was legendary for being the first man on the ice and the last man off it. That's why he was able to play at a top level for over a decade. His records in hockey are such that many of them are likely never to be broken. He has the record for the most goals, the most assists, the most points for a career and a season. Other than Mario Lemieux, his single-season assist record is higher than anyone else has ever scored points in NHL history. Gretzky became the GOAT, the greatest of all time, because he had a strong desire to apply what he had learned. He engaged in perfect practice. He did the same things on the ice in practice repeatedly. This allowed him to learn how to skate to where the puck was going to be, not where it was. No other player could do that, and that gave him an unbeatable advantage in sport. When he was a young lad, he and his dad would watch hockey games together. He would map out where the players would go in various plays and study it thoroughly. That's what allowed him to perfect his practice routines and understand how the play would take shape before anybody else. Another great example is one of my co-author Perry's agents, an immigrant woman from the Philippines who worked as a PSW, a personal service worker, where she took care of elderly individuals with medical issues. She had a hard life before she came to Canada. She lived away from her own family and children just to make a meager living to provide for them. It was a very hard and thankless existence. She managed to make her way to Canada, which is still one of the freest and greatest countries in the world. She took a job as a PSW here and did better than she did back in her home country, but she still worked very hard for relatively little pay. She had inspirational dissatisfaction. She wanted a better life for herself and her family, so she was inspired to act. She joined Perry's team and began learning her craft as an insurance agent. Because Perry and his company have a unique competitive edge in the market, offering agents a set of solutions to sell that allows them to keep their life insurance business while adding an exclusive and unknown solution to a real problem that people have, she saw the opportunity and embraced it with everything she had. She threw herself into learning the successful sales system and booking appointments. Within a short period of time, she generated well over six figures for herself, which was exponentially more money than she'd ever made before. She was finally able to buy her family a house. She has a new car, and her family is living a beautiful lifestyle. Now she manages her own team within Perry's business and represents one of the largest insurance companies in the world. One of my clients is a naturopathic doctor with her own practice. She had a solid business, but her income wasn't where she wanted to be. She wanted to make her family proud, and she wanted to create a practice where she was known as the thought leader in her space. 
I showed her how to position her expertise as an authority and to create value-based pricing where her rates reflected the value of the solution she delivered to her clients and patients. Within a short period of time, she practiced what she learned and was able to book appointments so that she has a waiting list of patients lining up to see her. She also began speaking at events and offering value-added programs. All of this was part of the success system that I taught her. Finally, she applied my power of connecting system, which involved leveraging her network for generating dozens of referrals to grow her business. She was able to explode her practice fourfold and then sixfold and eightfold and tenfold. She's in demand, sought after, and she's loving life. She's bought her dream home and she's well on her way to being one of the most recognized authorities in her field in the world. Winners and champions love to practice. Why? Because they enjoy it. To them, it's part of what drew them to their field in the first place. They stay with it longer than anybody else. They may not love the thing they're practicing, but they love the practice itself because it makes them better. They know why they need to do it and that it makes their efforts more successful and that's why they love it. It's the key to a winner's mindset or what I, in my best-selling book, Finish Line Thinking, How to Think in One Like a Champion, call the Finish Line Thinker's Mindset. In her book, The Power of Passion and Perseverance, Dr. Angela Lee Duckworth has studied the methods of the most successful people in the world, and the quality that stands out more than any other is what she calls grit. Grit is sticking with your craft and practicing it day in and day out, even if you don't feel like it, especially when you don't feel like it. In her book, she created something she calls a grit scale, which measures how gritty you are in your day-to-day life. So in the book, here's a grit scale, and it's been excerpted from her book, It works very much like a scorecard. So I'm going to tell you, you should go buy a copy of our book so you can do it because it doesn't make sense for us to walk you through it here. But when you go through the grit scorecard, the higher your score, the grittier you are in your approach to life and business. The highest score you can have is 50. If you score below a 40, then you got work to do to raise your level of grittiness and have the type of mindset It takes to produce massive success. I believe in taking immediate action. So go ahead, buy the book, take the grit scale test, take your lowest score and work on it today. Improve on your mindset on that item by at least one point. So for example, if you're scoring an item as a three, then you should commit to saying no to anything new for at least six months so you can get your grit up. All right, and that wraps up another exciting episode of the podcast, The Thought Leader Revolution. To find out more about what we talked about today, go to thethoughtleaderrevolution.com or go to Amazon and pick up a copy of the book, How to Create a Million Dollar Year Income. And if you like what you heard and you've got a friend that needs to hear this, please share it with them. Leave us a like, a rating, a review. It helps us out. It helps us get the message out. And... I want to wish you a very, very Merry Christmas. God bless you. God love you. Uh, I'm here for you and I'm here for your success. And it is my intention that you get value out of this show and out of every single episode that we do. Take care and goodbye. This episode has been brought to you by eCircleAcademy.com, the proven system to add six to seven figures a year to your thought leader practice.